It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Raiders, your daily Oakland Raiders podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just win. Just win. The autumn wind is a pirate, blustering in from sea. With a rollicking song, he sweeps along, swaggering boisterously. His face is weather-beaten. He wears a hooded sash with a silver hat about his head and a bristling black mustache. He growls as he storms the country, a villain big and bold. And the trees all shake and quiver and quake as he robs them of their gold. The autumn wind is a raider, pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. What up, Raider Nation? Welcome into another episode of the Locked On Raiders podcast. I'm your boy Q, at your boy Q254 on Twitter. You know that's where you can always find me. And it is Thursday, January 3rd, 2019. Knocking out another episode. Feel like we're kind of back on our normal track, back on our normal schedule like always. So uh, let's get at it, man. Let's have a lot of fun. First in today's episode, I'm going to drop some news and notes that that surrounded the Raiders on uh, Wednesday, January 2nd. Some things that I thought were kind of important that I thought I should point out. And then in segments number two and segment number three, I got a bunch of calls from the Lockdown Raider podcast voicemail line that I want to share with you. A lot of good stuff about a variety of subjects that obviously have to do with the Oakland Raiders. And that Lockdown Raider podcast voicemail line is always open at 707-654-4693. Again, 707-654-4693. So let's get to it right now. Uh, the Raiders, they've relieved Reggie McKenzie's right-hand man, Joey Klinscales. Uh, he was the director of player personnel. This should be no surprise. Not really a big deal. He hasn't been traveling with the team or hanging around the team since Big Reggie was relieved of his duties earlier in the season. But it was just one of those things. You know, Mike Mayock is in now as a GM, and now it's time to get to work. It's the offseason, so one of those things that you knew was going to happen. There's obviously going to be a few casualties that are going to be uh, had along the way. Some people are going to be relieved of their duties. Mike Mayock and John Gruden are going to bring their guys in or continue to bring their guys in so this is just one of them again shouldn't be a big deal shouldn't be a big surprise that he is no longer with the team and uh speaking of Mike Mayock and I'm not trying to sound like a schoolgirl or anything but I am really really fired up about that hiring of Mike Mayock uh I know I've done like two episodes already of the podcast pretty much dedicated to Mayock and the hiring but man just to know this that that Gruden, he has his guy in there. It's not some SpongeBob SquarePants type dude like Bruce Allen or some guy that's just like a warm body, a, a yes man. It is a guy that actually knows players, especially on the college side of things. A guy that can see the talent, has broken down the talent, and yes, he's done it on TV, so more people are more familiar with him. And there's a lot of these great talent evaluators around the league. But just knowing that this dude is hungry, he's got some skins on the wall as far as knowing what he's talking about, and he's also going to learn the GM position. They're going to do it together. Uh, I just think it's a, a really good uh, marriage. You know, I, I really do. And look, things can go bad really quickly. But as far as I'm concerned, from the outside looking in, this is a good, good thing for the Raiders. So, uh, you know, they've been friends for 20-plus years. They talk ball all the time. 
Uh, you know, there's actually video floating around of John Gruden in an old school leather jacket and Mike Mayock looking about, I don't know, 10 years younger. I think it was, what, 2004 maybe when that, that video that's floating around uh, NFL Network and, and all over the TV. Either way. These guys have a good relationship, and that's what they need. There's not going to be any infighting. I mentioned that a few times. There's not going to be any, oh, this guy is his guy, and this guy is my guy. and this. You know what I mean? It's going to be all on one accord. And believe me, if any team in the league needs some continuity and needs to be all on the same page, it is the, uh, the Oakland Raiders. So pretty excited about that. And again, not trying to sound like a schoolgirl or anything, but I'm really, really fired up about the Mike Mayock hiring. Uh, another piece of news, Greg Papa, former radio voice of the Raiders. Uh, I've talked about him at great length on how I miss him and wish he was still the radio voice of the Raiders. Well, the inevitable happened. He was hired by the 49ers to become the play-by-play voice for them starting next season. Look, he was already doing the pregame and the postgame, so you knew it was just a matter of time that they were going to transition him into the booth. Well, the time is now. And it's bittersweet. I love it and I hate it. I hate it because it's the 49ers and I don't want them to have nice things. And I'm not saying Greg Papa is a nice thing. He's a nice quality play-by-play guy. He's one of the best in the business. I really respect him. I just don't want the 49ers to have him. But I love the hire because... It's Greg Papa, and I think he deserves to, to have a nice position and doing what he loves to do. He's very passionate about it. He's very good at it. Like I said, spends a lot of time in the lab uh, studying things up. You know, his work ethic is insane. Uh, he's just so damn good at it. So I don't blame the 49ers for taking advantage of an opportunity and putting him in there. And, you know, I know a lot of people are putting out on Twitter, he was never going to make it to Vegas. He was never... That's that's fine. I don't know. I'm not going to answer for him and say what he was going to do or where he was never going to make it or where he was going to make it. I'm not going to do that. I will say that he easily could have flown from the Bay to Vegas to the Bay. You know, I mean, he could have easily done that. It's not like it's that far. But again, I don't know what his plans were. I don't know what the Raiders plans were. I just know that the Raiders miss him as the voice or at least the fan base misses him as the voice of the Raiders because he actually was an identity of the team. But good for him. He gets to stay right there in the Bay. He gets to be the voice of the San Francisco 49ers. Good for them. They got a gem. They got a great, great, great play-by-play guy. But again, I hate it just because of the 49ers. But love it because it's, it's Greg Papa and uh, you know he's, he's going to do a damn good job. So salute to him. Uh, I cannot be mad at him. He's one of the best in the business like I mentioned. So really, those were the most important things that I found. And before I get into segment number two, I do want to play this one call real quick from Zane in South Carolina. Uh, he was actually calling after the Raiders defeated the Broncos on Christmas Eve and I swear this is going to be the last call about that game that I have. But it was his first Raider game ever so I don't want to pass that by. I don't want that call to go unheard because it was his first Raider game ever and you can hear his excitement so I definitely want to make sure his call gets in just about the, being at the Coliseum, his experience. Again, it's Zane in South Carolina, his first time uh, at, a, at a Raider game at the Oakland Coliseum. So, so here he is, and then we'll get into segment number two. Hey, what's going on, Q? It's Zane from South Carolina. Um, so my first Raiders game ever, and that was by far the best experience of my entire life. Um, it was it was rocking that first punt return to the end, and it was just so much fun. Um, the field looks a lot smaller in person, and um, compared to like when you watch it on TV. But my God, that was I don't think I'm gonna ever forget that. And I can't wait to go to another one. Um, and I really hope that when we when we move to Las Vegas that Las Vegas is able to keep that kind of that kind of environment, that kind of um, energy in the new stadium. I, I hope to God, because that would be a big thing to lose. That was, honestly, I am so happy that I experienced it. 
and on my, it, 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 it was great. Um, that's for the win. Um, it was a muddy day. We just ran the ball down their throats, you know. Um, they couldn't do anything about it. I just, it is, it was something special, and I can't. I, as much as my my Hulu draft stock, hide, like or draft pick, BIQ, that that was something special. I don't think I'm ever gonna forget that. Um, and yeah, like I said, I hope I hope Las Vegas is the same way, but it's gonna be tough to replicate that. Thank you. All right, good stuff right there from Zane. I'm sorry it took so long to get your call in there, but uh, I knew I was going to get it in at some point, and I did. And now that we're back on a normal schedule, we can be back on our normal routine and be churning these things out each and every day. So uh, good stuff right there. Uh, that was segment number one of the Locked On Raiders podcast. Coming up in segment number two, I have some more calls off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line at 707-654-4693. Lots of good stuff. Please believe that. That's coming up next here on the Locked On Raiders podcast. TurboTax experts make your moves count. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this Locked On podcast is brought to you by TurboTax. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts will make sure that they count for you. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? Well, that's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That is a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? That quite literally would be a move, or maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house. Or you switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming, or maybe you just rode the stock market to the moon and back. Any of those things that you did or any other moves that you made, TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and every deduction you deserve, filing with 100% accuracy and getting you your max refund guaranteed. So switch to TurboTax today. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guaranteed details at TurboTax.com slash guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. You are Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Oakland Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, here we are back again. Segment number two, Locked On Raiders podcast on this Thursday. Your boy Q on Twitter, at your boy Q254. Got a lot of good calls I want to get to. 707-654-4693 is the number. A variety of subjects. Whatever you want to talk about, it is all good. It is the offseason, so we're going to have a lot of different things to talk about. But we're going to get things kicked off, man. Got a lot of good stuff, like I mentioned. Most known unknown, representing Philly. He's talking about Mike Mayock and the, the fact that he actually called in and suggested Mayock as the next GM for the Raiders. And that was like... Right when uh, Reggie McKenzie was relieved of his duties, most known unknown actually dropped Mayock's name, and I didn't think it was going to happen. I'm glad it did, but I didn't think it was going to happen. Here's a good call right here from most known unknown. His thoughts on Mike Mayock and the upcoming draft. Yo, Q, what's up? Most known unknown. What up, Raider Nation? I just want to start off by saying this. I'm not a guy that I never want to toot my own horn or anything like that, so I don't want this to come off like I'm doing that. I really don't. But when Reggie McKenzie was fired and I called in the UQ, I believe one of the first names that I said, my top name was Mike Mayock. Uh, you said you didn't think it would happen for, for certain reasons. And to be honest, I didn't think it would happen for those same reasons. However, he was my top guy, followed by Riddick and McLuhan. But, man, when I saw the, the report that they interviewed him, I'm like, oh, all right, okay. Oh, Wow. I still, I still had doubts. I still had doubts that they would actually get a guy who I coveted as much as Mayock. And then when that report came out that the deal was going to be finalized, and then watching that uh, press conference, it was just a surreal moment for me. 
I have a buddy, a real close friend of mine that um going through a lot of health issues, you know, he's kind of bedridden. But him and I spend a lot of time together, especially around the draft. That's the one time of the year I get to get down there and really spend a lot of time with him. It's kind of like a tradition of ours just to sit and watch all three days of the draft together. And him and I both held Mike Mayock in the highest regard. We used to have a nickname for him, too. We used to call him Lord Mayock, kind of like Lord Vader. He was the Lord Vader of the draft. And when they signed him, all I could think about was that Imperial March music from Star Wars. You know that music that they they always show when the Empire is rolling on the scene? Because that's what I feel right now. I feel like Mayock and Gruden are going to be rebuilding the Death Star. It will be completed on schedule, and it will destroy worlds. Namely, it'll destroy the world in, 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 in the StubHub Center. It'll destroy the world at uh, Arrowhead Stadium, and it'll destroy the world at Mile High Stadium. And, and I'm just excited. I'm stoked. And I'm really looking forward to – listen, I'm indebted to Reggie McKenzie for everything he did. But I'm really looking forward to not reaching for the Brandon Parkers of the world, even though I don't think that was all McKenzie, or the, the Shalit Calhouns or the Jihad Wards in the second round. I, I, nobody I trust more with all this draft capital than Mike Mayock, and I really think he's really going to make his his worth known in those mid to later rounds when a lot of the, the head-scratching picks by McKenzie were made. I think he's really going to nail those picks, and uh, I'm just looking forward to it, man. I, I'm, I'm excited. I'm stoked. Let's go, Raider Nation. Let's go. Stand up. Good stuff from my man, Most Known Unknown, and definitely don't think that you're trying to toot your own horn, but hey, man, if you call it, you call it. You know, you called your shot. I ain't mad at you, man. So, uh, again, very glad that it came to be, and uh, just can't wait to see how things shake out with the Raiders in their front office. Now, my man, Henry and Modesto, he's talking about the news of Greg Papa getting that play-by-play job of the 49ers, something that I spoke about in segment number one, but, uh, you know, I definitely appreciate my man checking in to let me know just in case I miss it, and believe me, I always appreciate that. Mama Q does that all the time. She hits me up and asks me, hey, you heard this or do you know this? And I say, yeah, I saw it. She responds, of course you heard it. Why am I trying to do your job? But uh, it is all good. You can reach out anytime. So here's Henry in Motown. Thank you, Henry Modesto. Just wanted to drop some knowledge on you. I don't know if you know this, but uh, the hated 49ers have now signed Greg Papa to be their radio play-by-play announcer. Uh, just thought I'd start the new year off with some good news, brother. Great podcast. We got you back. Talk to you later. Bye. All right, let's go to my man Richard in Stockton calling about Mike Mayock and my comments on John Lynch, who also is a first-time GM. He had no front office experience, and uh, he's not really arguing with me. He doesn't really agree with my comments about John Lynch. Anyway, here's a pretty good call from Richard in Stockton. Hey, what's up, Q? This is Richard from Stockton. I just had a bone to pick with the Mayock. I just started listening to the podcast, and I know you had mentioned uh, John Lynch and that people aren't criticizing it, but then uh, about... You know, they criticize Mayox hiring for no experience, but they're not criticizing John Lynch. But I would counter with that, that John Lynch's, you know, career in San Francisco hasn't been great. You know, if you're starting looking at Solomon Thomas, I mean, what does he have, like, one or two sacks in his entire, you know, the first two years? He's a top five, top ten pick. Ruben Foster's out of the league or, you know, has already been cut. Jimmy Garoppolo played six, seven games, and he paid him – Something like forty-one million dollars paid him more than Derek Carr got as a, as the Raiders quarterback after going to three Pro Bowls. You know, uh, Derek Carr has three Pro Bowls when he signed his big deal, and and Jimmy Garoppolo had seven, six or seven, seven career starts. Uh, so I just wanted to push back on the notion that John Lynch 
has had a you know has had a good career. He hasn't. He's he had no experience coming in, and it showed. And I think he's had some bad you know bad fruit there in San Francisco. But I, for whatever reason, the narrative I agree. Nobody criticizes him, but I just don't see that as true. All right, man. Have a good day. All right. So his argument, not really an argument. He's just saying that Lynch hasn't brought in much talent. Uh, he mentioned Solomon Thomas and Jimmy G. And I, I, I understand where you're coming from, but I would counter with that and say Lynch, first of all, got his coach, Coach Shanahan. They came in together. Uh, he identified his coach's needs, which was a quarterback. He went out and got Jimmy G for a really good draft pick. He had to put the price tag on him. He had to give him a lot of money, more than Derek Carr, but that's because of the market. That's just what every quarterback's going to get. The next man up is going to get a, a boatload of money, too, and then the next man after him is going to get a boatload of money. I mean, you're talking about Jimmy G didn't deserve the money. I mean, does Derek Carr really deserve the money that he's getting either? I mean, think about that. He really doesn't have, he doesn't have any playoff, actually even experience. He didn't play in the one playoff game that the, the Raiders had. I mean, he, he's the reason why they were there. But, I mean, out of five seasons, he has one trip to the playoffs. So it's not the fact about does the, he deserve the money. I mean, it really doesn't. It's about what the market is and that a quarterback is going to get that kind of money. If you determine he's your franchise guy, he's going to get that money. So it's not really about who deserves it and who doesn't. I mean, that's just the nature of the business in the NFL. Matter, matter of fact, think about this. The top six paid quarterbacks in the NFL did not even make the playoffs in 2018. Not Aaron Rodgers, not Matt Ryan, not Sam Bradford, not Jimmy G, not Matt Stafford, and not Derek Carr. And the only two guys out of all six of those that I would even say really deserve that top top money is the first two, Aaron Rodgers and Matt Ryan. That's it. Out of everybody else, I wouldn't say they deserve top-notch money, but that's the market. So that's my example right there. Uh, also, I feel like Lynch, his very first draft that he had with the 49ers, he was able to flip their first-round pick, drop one spot with, with Chicago, and turn it into two extra picks. Thomas, of course, like you mentioned, he's okay so far. Foster was a stud. Let's not kid ourselves. Reuben Foster was a stud linebacker. Lots of Raider fans wanted him, but he had a checkered pass. Reggie McKenzie didn't take a chance on him. John Lynch did. Obviously, it didn't work out. Okay, I get that. That was the extra pick that they received anyway. So it's really no harm, no foul. For what he did, it was actually really good. It was Foster's fault that he's not on the roster no more. I think he's brought in some good free agents. He drafted uh, Mike McGlinchey last year, left tackle that John Gruden wanted in 2018. Instead, the Raiders ended up selling for Colton Miller. He also drafted George Kittle in 2017, one of the best young tight ends in the league. Uh, Dante Pettis, wide receiver, drafted in 2018. He's pretty damn good. Uh, think about this, running back Matt Breida on the roster. Uh, also brought in Jared McKinnon as a free agent. He's really good. He just happened to get injured. So, uh, you know, obviously I, I get it, man. Their roster's not ideal. They're not putting up the W's, but there's a lot of reasons for that. I still think that John Lynch has done a decent job. I'm not saying a great job. I think he's done a pretty decent job for a guy with no front office experience. So that, that would be my argument. And again, it's not really an argument. And if you want to double down on that, John Elway also didn't have any front office experience. And well, he's gone and won a Super Bowl. <laughs> he has won a Super Bowl. Now he hasn't done anything very positive as of late. But he did win a Super Bowl with the with the Broncos with the old Peyton Manning and a really, really good defense. So, I mean, hey, I'll take one Super Bowl. If in Reggie McKenzie's era, if he could have pulled one Super Bowl and then had a bunch of bunch of duds as far as drafts go, I'd have taken that. But I mean, again, that's just me. So not really gonna uh, you know, not not trying to blast you. I'm just I'm just trying to point out my point of view. Let's go to my man Raider Tex in Montana. We'll close out segment two with this call. He's calling about Mike Mayock hiring, sharing his thoughts, what he thinks the Raiders need in the front office. And it's not necessarily a GM. And that's why he thinks this relationship with Mayock's going to work out really well. Check this out. Hey, Q, it's your boy, Raider Tex in Montana. I just wanted to talk about the hiring of Mike Mayock. Uh, first of all, I'm glad the season's over, much like the whole Raider Nation is. Um, 
I'd just like to put in my two cents about the hiring of him. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, I don't, <clears throat> with the Raider Nation, I, I, I think the whole GM um, position really doesn't exist anymore with John Gruden in there. Um, he needs he needs a teammate. He doesn't need uh, a GM, somebody above him. You know what I mean? So I, I guess it's a teammate's front office is what, what I see what's happening there. And I, I agree with it. I 100%. I can't wait. I can't wait until March 13th to see what these two guys do together. They've had 20 years of relationship with, uh, watching, watching, uh, kids come up and, and, uh, just do what they do. They, they've been doing what they do for 20 years together. And I'm excited. I can't wait to see our recruiting class. Um, I guess that's basically what I wanted to say is that I appreciate what Gruden's doing. And in Gruden, I trust. I really do. I really, really, really do. And being from up here in Montana, my favorite meal is a good, healthy beef stew. And I can't wait to see what Mikey and Chucky come up with. I think they're going to have a a really healthy Mikey and Chucky stew coming this next year. And I can't wait. Raider, Raider Nation, I love you. I'm out. All right, good stuff right there from Raider Tex in Montana. Also Richard in Stockton. Also Henry in Modesto. And, of course, most known, unknown in Philly got things started. Coming up in segment number three, I got some more calls that I want to share with you. A lot more good stuff right here on the Locked On Raiders podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Oakland Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, here we go. Segment number three, Locked On Raiders podcast. It is Thursday, January 3rd, 2019. Your boy Q. feel like I'm back on a good schedule now with these podcasts, so we're going to keep churning them out each and every day. And let's hop right back into it. Some of these calls straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line. My man Victor in Cali, he's also talking about Mike Mayock. He's sharing his thoughts on the hire. Dives pretty deep into some of the guys that Mayock has suggested in the past for the Raiders and other draft picks that Mayock suggested in general. Uh, then he also he speaks on the Coliseum, talks about the Vikings game that he took his family to a few years ago. And it's really funny, man, because I was at that game as well. So here's my man Victor in Cali. Hey, Q. It's Victor. Hey, I wanted to wish you and Raider Nation Happy New Year. And I uh, just talked about a couple things now that the season's over. Um, first on, uh, on Mayock. I'm excited about him. I went back and looked at uh, his draft. I only went back to uh, 2014 or 2013. Um, but I didn't see any uh, mock drafts for Raider picks that were bust. I didn't see D.J. Hayden in there. 
I didn't see Obi Malafonbu. Um, you know what I did see is uh, um, oh god, now we're drawing a blank on our on our uh, <laughs> on our safety. Um, Carl Joseph. Uh, he was slated to be last in the first round, picked by the Broncos by Mayock, and I think that's a fair assessment of who he is and where he should have been drafted. And he hit on a lot of them. He actually foresaw a lot of picks, including the Raiders getting Derek Carr. Um, he saw the Raiders moving up to the 28th pick in the first round to get Derek Carr, which actually would have been a smart move. Now, we can say in hindsight, uh, Reggie McKenzie did the right thing by waiting, but that was way too risky. Houston was sitting right there and could have taken him from us. The smarter move would have been to do what Mayock said, move up into 28 and, and make sure we get that guy. So anyway, I'm glad to see uh, him aboard. I've been saying all season long we need a better job on picking personnel. And so looking forward to this draft, I'm a lot more excited than I was. The other thing I want to talk about was the Coliseum. I am going to miss that. I hope the Raiders can find a way to play there one more year. You know, I'm I'm in Southern California. I brought my family up there to see the uh, Minnesota game a couple years ago, and that was just an awesome experience for everybody. It was like reaching the promised land. Even though we took an L on that game, it was just a wonderful experience. We had the best time ever, and uh, something none of us will ever forget. I mean, we've been to other Raider games and other venues. There's nothing like seeing a game in the Coliseum. Nothing compares. Nothing compares to the Raider fans there, the energy, and all the love from Raider Nation. It's just uh, something that can't be described. You have to see it for yourself. Anyway, that's all I have. Uh, Raider Nation, Happy New Year, and uh, I'm out. Always great to hear from Victor. Uh, let's keep this thing pushing right now. Keep it moving right now. My man Mario in Tucson talking about the Raiders' season finale against the Chiefs. And even though he didn't see much of, of it, he felt like it kind of went the way it was expected to go. And then he also spoke on the hiring of Mike Mayock and shared his thoughts on it. Thank you. It's Mario in Tucson, man. Happy New Year and all that. Uh, let me get right to it. Um, I didn't get a chance really to watch the uh, actual game on Sunday against the uh, Chiefs. But, you know, it kind of went kind of how I thought it would. Just not a, a, a really good team versus a team that stinks. But you know what? It is what it is, man. I just think that we just had to see the season for what it was. Started off with the Mac trade and then, you know, losing Cooper, injuries. So usually a team that's better situated can maybe – navigate their way to being a 500 team, but we're not that. We still got a lot of things to fix and a lot of things to do. But, you know, Derek Carr is the quarterback. I said, you don't want to bring a new guy in there and have him try to learn all that stuff in that offense. And we need some defensive help. But I think overall, with some of the young players we have and with Derek Carr, who we need to get some weapons, I think we're going to be on our way. So as far as the game's concerned, what happened was kind of expected. Yeah, if you spot a team a few turnovers and you lose the turnover battle, you usually lose. So it went exactly how I thought it would go. Um, other than that, 
you know, I'm actually kind of happy about the, uh, you know, Mike Mayock hire. That guy, he was always one guy that whenever the draft would come on, that I loved to listen to, you know, to kind of forecast what who a team was going to take or, you know, with all his hard work that he made or, you know, whatever. I thought that he was a good talent evaluator. Now, they have people that can probably verse him or help him on the, uh, you know, the salary cap and whatnot, personnel and whatnot. But I think him and Gruden are going to make a good team. These guys that already like each other already know each other. So let's let these guys get to work. Other than that, it's been a crappy year, but, you know, it is what it is. We saw what happened. But I think with the right foundation and the right things set up going forward, we're going to be all right. We're going to be right back in, and we're going to be talking about winning conference championships and winning Super Bowls. It's coming, man. And it's going to be nice to play, you know, eventually in a very brand-new stadium. But other than that, Q, that's what I got. Um, I just want everybody in Raider Nation, like I said, keep your heads up. We're coming back. We'll be back. Always good to hear from my man Mario in Tucson, man. Shout out to you. Happy New Year to you. Appreciate the, the text message on New Year's. Uh, wishing me a, and, and the fam a happy New Year. And uh, close out this bad boy right now with Raider Baconator in Seattle. Talking about Mike Mayock in the draft. He's a big fan of the draft, so he's pretty excited, pretty fired up. Uh, and he's thinking that the draft is pretty deep on the defensive line as far as pass rushers and wide receivers. But he has a huge surprise pick that he wants for the number four overall pick. So here you go. I'll speak on it after you hear his call. Hey, what up, Q? This is a Raider Baconator in Seattle. Just want to say I like the uh, really like the most recent episode with your take on Mike Mayock. I'm someone who, uh, like a lot of Raider fans, are we're pretty excited about the move. Um, I'm someone who I'm always I've always just been a big draft guy. Like I like as weird as it sounds, I like watching almost every seven rounds, studying tape. Uh, every year, and so I'm, I'm pretty excited about this upcoming draft. You know, the Raiders are going to have four picks in the top 35, and they're they're going to have arguably one of the best uh, talent evaluators at the collegiate level being the one who is going to be making those picks. And you know, the Raiders pick fourth, and I think they're in a pretty good prime position. This is a draft that's incredibly deep at the at pass rushing and at the defensive line as well as wide receiver. And it's almost that seems they hopefully that they can't miss. And, you know, at number four pick, I like guys that like Quinnen Williams, Ed Oliver, and especially Josh Allen from Kentucky. But if I'm Mike Mayock, I go out and make a big splash in my first NFL draft as a GM, and I go and get Dwayne Haskins, quarterback, Ohio State, with the number four overall pick. Because I know I'll probably take a lot of heat for this, and you know my close one of my closest friends, my best friend actually, he's a Raiders fan. He thinks Carr's the guy. That's the raging Russian Raider out in Dallas. Shout out to him. But in my opinion, after watching all five years, every single game that Derek Carr has played in his professional career, to me, Derek Carr is just a guy. He is not the guy. You move on from Carr, you pick up Dwayne Haskins, arguably the best quarterback. In the, in the draft, I mean, he's an absolute stud. You, you, you move on from Carr, obviously via trade, if you can get a good deal for him. And you're looking at, you're sitting at a hundred million dollars in cap space going into free, going, going into free agency, which would put them third among the league. You take Haskins number four, 
he with the with the rookie contract, he'd only be making five million dollars a year tops compared to if you'd be paying Carr twenty five million. And we know who Derek Carr is. He's a game manager and he besides one season he doesn't win football games. You need someone in this day and age that can extend the play and Dwayne Haskins is that guy. Now you go out, you get Haskins, and you can still take a pass rusher in with with one of your later picks in the round. This draft is deep. Guys like Montez Sweat, Christian Wilkins, Dexter Lawrence, you know, Jeffrey Simmons, a lot of guys will be there in the late twenties. You need a lot of wide receivers. DK Metcalf, Nikhil Harry, uh AJ Brown. I mean, you can load up a lot of talent around uh, Dwayne Haskins. And especially in free agency, you can go out and get a lot of weapons. Just wanted to see what your thoughts and maybe what other people's callers' thoughts are if the Raiders go quarterback in this draft, move on from Derek Carr, and build around a guy like Dwayne Haskins. And if Mike Mayock, maybe he takes a risk and shakes it up in his first NFL draft and goes goes and gets his franchise quarterback that I'm sure him and John Gruden can agree on is an absolute stud. So I just want to say thanks for having me on as a caller. And uh, once again, a big shout-out to the raging Russian Raider in Dallas. Uh, this is uh, Raider Baconator out in Seattle. Thank you. All right, so there you go. Raider Baconator in Seattle. Uh, he thinks that Derek Carr is just a guy, not the guy. Really wants the Raiders and Mike Mayock to make a splash and go out and draft Dwayne Haskins from Ohio State. And now I will caution you, don't be a victim or a prisoner of the moment. Just because you saw Dwayne Haskins really shine on the biggest stage, on the Rose Bowl stage, just the other day. Don't get caught up in that moment. I'm not saying you are. I'm just cautioning. Don't get caught up on one big moment. He is a big guy with a big arm uh, and a guy who can extend plays with his legs. That's Raider Baconator's uh, reason for him being the pick or being the reason that uh, the Raiders should go out and make that pick. Uh, so he wants to know the thoughts of myself and Raider Nation on that one, too. 707-654-4693. It's an interesting call. He's not like he's bashing car. He just wants a little bit more. So my quick thoughts on it, I just, I'm going to pass. I'm going to pass. I think Derek Carr gets 2019. I just don't see moving on from Derek Carr and, and, and bringing in another guy and then expecting him to try to learn John Gruden's system as well. It took... Derek Carr long enough to kind of learn his system. I get what you're saying with the big arm. I get what you're saying with being able to extend the plays. And, you know, it would be nice to have a guy like that. Uh, and, and it's tough because a lot of Raider fans will see what Kansas City has going on with Patrick Mahomes and thinking, damn, how can we can't have a guy like that? You know, if you go and you move on from Carr and you go get Dwayne Haskins and just say he doesn't work out, not saying he's not going to work out, just say he doesn't work out and he's not that guy that he appears to be, then all of a sudden you're setting your franchise back even more, in my opinion. Now, if Mike Mayock and John Gruden get a big offer from Derek Carr in this offseason, which I caution could happen because the draft class for the quarterbacks is very, very weak, well, anything's happening. Anything could happen. Anything's possible. But we'll have to wait and see. It should be interesting leading up to the draft. It's going to be a hell of an offseason for the Raiders, that's for damn sure. But uh, Raider Nation, Raider Baconator wants to hear from you. What do you think of moving on from Derek Carr and bringing in Dwayne Haskins from Ohio State? 707-654-4693. We'll talk about that tomorrow on the Locked On Raiders podcast when I get some of your thoughts. Until then, as always, Raider Nation, just win, baby. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.